All right, today's show is brought to you by the memory of Bob Fosse. Uh, it's Tuesday and, uh, it's August 15th and it is two, seven, seven of on taking pictures. That's right. Uh, right. Yes. What is. was, what was that movie about Bob Fosse with, uh, Roy Scheider? That all that be jazz. All that jazz. Yeah. Is he God, doing lots of drugs in that movie? Well, I, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's what kind of the thing was, right? Yeah. That was the whole gist. Uh, but man, he was terrific in that. He's always good. All that jazz, Jaws, and then later on, Sequest DSV. Remember that? Uh, No, I was going to go back one. What about the one where he's the helicopter pilot for the the police? Oh, uh, Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder. Sure, with uh, Malcolm McDowell playing the heavy. Was that ever a TV show, or was it only Airwolf that was a TV show? I think it was only Airwolf. Uh, Because Airwolf was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't think it was All right. Blue Thunder. Yeah. Do you, do you remember me talking about the Jankowitz boys, Don, Patrick, yes. uh, Stephen and Tom, they had a van back in the day and they named their van Blue Thunder. What, what happened in the van exactly? You know, just drove around. It was their dad's van. It was like a work van. Okay. But they called it Blue Thunder. Why, why did Roy Scheider as a police cop have a minigun on the front of his helicopter? Because L.A. is full of bad people. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's I mean, all I can think that of. That seems a little extreme. Right? Yeah. You know what we need? We need, <laughs> you know, 50 millimeter shells pumped out at, you know, 4,200 rounds yeah. per second. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it tears up entire like, buildings. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Blue Thunder Terminator crossover it is really, what it was. That's what it felt like. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Blue Thunder. Uh, so episode uh, 277. 277. Weekly photography and movie trivia uh, <laughs> show. Bill Wadman. Medium format Bill is what we call him. Oh, that's what you call me? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Back in Brooklyn. Big sensor Bill. BSB. I was uh, I was out on uh, I was out on a boat last Wednesday. You know, my mother's husband has a boat, right? So uh, we went on this boat, went out to Block Island, went around Block Island, <laughs> and so they, they we took we went on this thing around the island. And uh, I, had, I I have sunglasses on. I put sunscreen on or whatever it is, and then I realized that I didn't put sunscreen. We were in the sun for like seven hours, and I didn't right. put I didn't wasn't wearing a hat. And so at at the oh. end of the day, I went and got in the shower. And put my head underneath the hot, not good, hot water. not good. Holy crap! Like a tomato, the top of your head is. I bet. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh shit! Things. <laughs> it was not good. And then but, it's gonna peel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not fun. I'm not not big into the boating. I'll, I'll yeah. stick with. You're uh, gonna look like Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see that yesterday? The uh, uh, stunt driver, stunt motorcyclist woman, uh, was killed on the Deadpool set. The new one. Uh, really? Yeah. 
Uh, I did not know that. Her, what uh, happened? Motorbike went out of control, slammed into the front window of one of the buildings in oh, Jesus. or wherever the hell they were filming. Oh, no, no, no. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sorry. That sucks. Um, yeah, man, Yikes. that's a talk about a tough job. Stunt uh, driver yeah. for movies. Holy cow. Yeah. Any yeah. sort of like stunt man, woman. Person. I don't know how they do it. Um, uh, because they've got grit, Bill. Something you and I don't have. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of grit, have you decided on a uh, hosting platform? For Wait, speaking of grit, how, how did we segue there? Uh, yeah, actually, I did. After much research uh, and talking to several people, um, yeah, I went with a small company. I went with a small company called MiteWeb. Mite M I G H T W E B Mite Web. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I read reviews. Uh, read an interview with their CEO, um, who is this Swedish fellow named Marcus. Who I've actually, he answers chats when you when you do support chats. You you end up talking to him sometimes. And I was like, wait, is this Marcus like the Marcus? He's like, and he's like, there he's is like, only me. Yep. <laughs> You know, so, uh, you know, just their commitment to quality and, and some of the responses that they've had, they, they had, uh, they had an outage, uh, in 2016 when they were moving to a newer, bigger, uh, server installation and there was an outage for like three hours and they, you know, they gave people like a year's worth of credit to say, Hey, we're sorry, this shouldn't have happened. Uh, can you imagine how, okay. You and I doing what we do with our computers and oh man the hard drive's acting weird i'm going to reinstall and trying to get it all back up again could you imagine trying to do that without turning the first one off yeah no no like what no i don't i don't know uh-uh. like you know i'm sure there's people like justin weathersby and other people who could explain these things to us and i understand what they do but i just don't understand how they actually pull it off yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty amazing so that that's who i went with it's all ssd storage nice um and and in in testing so far, it's it's pretty darn quick. Um, they've been super helpful whenever I've had a couple questions, just the initial setup and how which, things which work. Which plan did you go for? Uh, the middle one, the 10, 10 gigs. Okay, so the five ninety five a month. Yep, and then they they have a a, a coupon code right now that that uh, saves you some money, and it's it's a persistent coupon. So it's like if you sign up, it's you get twenty five percent off for life. Oh, interesting. Uh, which is is, is the five ninety five a month a uh, forever kind of th- price, or is that a initial? Uh, it price? Seems to be, yeah. It seems to be. They so they're not only theoretically better, but they're also cheaper than a lot of other places. Seem to be, yeah. I mean, what a lot of the hosting companies do for those of you out there who are who are either not on Squarespace or or who are are looking at uh, getting a hosting platform, uh, hosting package. What a lot of the bigger host, well most hosts anyway, they, they, they have an initial, uh, price similar to a cable company, you know, we'll, we'll lock you in at X number of dollars for the first year or two years, but then your renewal cost after that is substantially higher. Uh, for example, Bluehost, who is my, my current host, you can sign up with Bluehost for two ninety five a month for your initial term. But after that, it goes up to, depending on your package, 10 or even $15 a month. Right. Um, so, you know, I did a lot of looking. I mean, as, as, as you know, I do a lot of research and I, I talked to people and what was interesting they, with Bluehost in particular, they rolled out uh, a new, what they're calling the new Bluehost. And it was their, their uh, Word, new WordPress platform that they've 
created that's got a new backend on it that's supposed to be much simpler for especially newer users of WordPress. It handles plugins and updates and security and that kind of thing. And it, they said they've been working on it for like six months. It was on their blog. So wait, what did they, did they take WordPress and start messing with it? Like somebody grabbing? No, no, the no, no, not the Android core files. Just just the the back end for maintaining oh, and I finding see. your okay. way around it. Got it. Okay, my bad. And uh, so I called Bluehost on on a couple different occasions and spoke to some customer two customer service people, and neither one of them had any idea what I was talking about. <laughs> the 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 one guy didn't even know that they had a blog. Yeah, he was we, like, we well, where, where'd you see this at? I said, on your blog. He's like, where's that? I said, bluehost.com slash blog. Oh yeah. yeah look at that. Uh, <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, what's a, what's a blog? Yeah. So, you know, the, the level of product knowledge was a little bit lacking in my particular case. There, there's, you know, I, I've been with them for since 2008 and I've had very few problems, Sure, but one of, one of the problems they are part of, of this, this larger conglomerate called EIG. And one of the problems when when smaller companies get absorbed into larger companies is sometimes there there are now so many offerings that you have to keep track of stuff falls through the cracks. Sure. You know, the the guy that I called actually anytime you call in, depending on what number you call, the relevant information pops up. You know, this guy's handling customer service and sales for 50 different companies or whatever it is. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, they're doing the best job they can. They just, they, they laid off a bunch of people earlier in the year, but then they hired a bunch of new people. This is Mike uh, Webb? No, no, no. This oh, is, this is Blue EIG. Yeah, this oh, is EIG. Yeah, okay. Um, and I decided that I, you know, I like mom and pop restaurants. I like kind of smaller, you know, businesses as a rule. Right. So I looked, I started looking for some independents and, uh, there's, uh, there are a couple of them that came really highly recommended on, on, uh, one of the web talk, web hosting talk forums that I've been going to, excuse me. <clears throat> and uh, so that's what I went. And then I, I didn't want to code anything. So I got a new, a new template, um, which is called stack. Um, and it's uh, uh, made by a guy named Thomas Rodas. And it's terrific. It's a lot of drag and drop, a lot of, uh, there are ele- elements that you can customize on the page and it's, it's super flexible. There's a visual page builder that they've coded in house called variant. Um, so just going in a different direction and I'm very happy with it. Um, my site is, is pretty close to being ready to go. I've got to put a lot of the back catalog of posts in, but it'll be posted over. I think that I'll, I'll redirect the DNS today. And then uh, photography by the letter will be up today or tomorrow. Do a soft launch uh, just to make sure everything's okay when people start ordering the book, um, and then go wide with it next week. Cool, but it's been uh, fun. It's been interesting. You know, the whole tool thing, how tools evolve, and how how different it is, even just from a few years ago sure. in terms of coding and what's possible. Well, I think I mean, everyone's in a little bit of an arms race now, right? Sure. I think sure. that companies like Squarespace came in and came up with a really great way of doing things that was yep. way easier. Yeah. And then who's that other company? Wix. Doesn't Wix there's do Wix, like a similar thing? Uh, there's uh, Weebly <clears throat> is another one. Weebly. Right. Um, and then I, I think that that forced WordPress to up their game mm-hmm. and their tools and, and stuff. So I, th- I think it's uh, good for everybody that all yeah. these things exist. I just, you know, you see this, I mean, you and I 
we, you know, we talk about this. We, we came up kind of coding, halfway coding, that kind of thing. Yeah. There are some amazing programmers out there doing oh, yeah. some absolutely phenomenal. I mean, just in terms of not even building apps or, or, you know, just in the, in, in the web arena, there are some really incredible things going on. And, oh, I, uh, I don't understand how they do half this stuff yeah. or at least how they do it as well as they do. Uh, I would like to point out that, uh, one listener tweeted at me and one listener emailed us about a site called Web Faction, which is also a big host. Apparently, it's hosting that's very dedicated towards developers. So mm. it'll do one-click installs of things, but it's also uh, really smart about managing your servers and shell access and all that kind of stuff that mm. if you're a developer mm-hmm. is like really interesting and it's 10 bucks a month. So there's a, there's a ton of... Uh, there are a ton of choices out there. If you are looking to to you know, rebrand yourself or, you know, take that next step from, from, you know, not having a website to having a dedicated website. Yeah. The good news is there are so many terrific solutions and you don't have to be a programmer or a coder like you, you used to be, you know, there are a ton of solutions and the tools, you know, much like cameras have gotten better and better and better and better. You know, I was at a 50th birthday party the other day and, um, we started talking, uh, my wife and I started talking to this, uh, woman who was there and she was telling us how she went on a, uh, a, a wildlife photography workshop kind of thing at, uh, in Tetons or something. Oh, wow. Beautiful. And that, and that the, she, she has an Olympus OMD one or, you know, whatever the, the, I think just last generation micro four thirds, big Olympus was. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, OMD, there's the EM1 Mark One, and then the EM1 Mark II. Okay, there you that's go. The newer yeah. one. Um, and and the and the the guy who was running the thing was like, oh, you you know, you can't take good pictures of that. Like, you need to get like, you know, a oh really or whatever. Yeah, gave her crap about it. And so she said to me, I you know, I had I had my bag there because I was taking pictures of somebody else that night, and she's just like, you know, oh, you're a photographer. You know what what can I ask you a personal question? I was like, sure. She's like, what, what brand do you shoot? I was like, uh, Pendax at the moment, but why? And, uh, and she's like, well, this guy said that I needed to do whatever it is. And I'm just like, look, there are plenty of people who shoot micro four thirds who take gorgeous wildlife shots. In fact, you could argue that micro four thirds is really good for wildlife because all your lenses are going to act twice as long. You know what I mean? If if what you're doing is, is long lenses. And I pointed out that, uh, you know, Scott Bourne switched over to, I think, an Olympus a little while mm-hmm. ago just because mm-hmm. he wanted something lighter and smaller. Well, um, look, they've got they've got internal stabilization. They've yeah. got terrific lens choices, either branded, you know, their own brand or, you know, with adapters, you can use Zeiss and, and you know, Leica and yeah. every other kind of lens. Well, so, that's, yeah. yeah. So, so, so I was just, she was asking, I said, just keep your, whatever you've got now, it's fine. You know, don't obsess. Don't you're fine. And she's like, Oh, okay. You know, but it's just, it's so easy. You could see how people get so easily swayed by sure. What the problem is, is that there are so many people out there who act like experts, you know, like us and, um, (laughs) and, uh, and, and, and give people advice that, that people, Oh man, I trust that guy or girl. Like let's sure. I guess they know better than I do. It's like, "Eh, they might not, you know, there are a lot of people that you and I meet who claim to know things about podcasting or photography or web stuff or whatever it is who just by the way they discuss it are talking out their butts, you know, and you're just yeah. like, wow, you're giving I, I could imagine you acting as if you're an expert to people who don't know that you're talking out your butt 
And that could mess up a lot of people for a long time. You know, that's how we end up with, you know, the things we end up with. Here, I just um, pasted something into Skype for you. Oh, Speaking uh, of all of this, this is uh, Scott Bourne's gear list uh, or gear kit for his his wildlife shooting. So maybe birding. we can add that to the show notes. I can certainly do that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, look at these. Got all these little uh, little things. Aw, look how small and cute that is. So nice. I wish I had a small, <laughs> cute camera. You um, did. You sold it. <laughs> no, actually, my my old camera was way bigger than this. This thing is little. Yeah, These things are so tiny. Um, that's yeah, fu- anyway. that's funny though. On a on a on a uh, you know a retreat, being told by the leader, you're going to get crap on this. Well, <laughs> Wait, I, I think what <laughs> part of the problem, and this is certainly not a. I'm not making a blanket statement about all sort of um, workshop photographers and that kind of stuff. But I think that there is an element of, I don't know, that, that, that you know, I I need to sh- prove to you that I know what I'm talking about so that you trust me and come back next time or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm. That that mm-hmm. that, it, that there's like a know-it-all uh, explanation for everything, I think. Yeah, but to play devil's advocate, let's say this 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 woman that you you spoke to. Yep. Let's say she took the guy's advice and went out and and sunk a bunch of money into a new system. Right. Only to find that her photos aren't any better. Well, the funny thing is that I said, your photos, I'm sure, are fine. And she said, oh, well, you know, when I was taking pictures with his camera, they did look better. And it's like, well, Ugh. there could be a million reasons for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. The, his JPEG I mean, she's using be a set kit more lens contrasty and, and yeah. whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's not, the sensor is not the problem if you're working in decent light and you're an amateur photographer. You know, this is not your limitation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was just interesting the way the way she was putting it, but it just shows you that this kind of stuff happens all the time, you know. And and these tools progress, but all this stuff is flattened out so much it doesn't even make that much of a difference, you know. Right, right. Um, well, excellent. I'm 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 glad to see that you came up with a hosting solution. Right. One <laughs> less you, thing, right? Do you feel Do you feel saluted? Uh, solved? Uh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> for that part anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i guess we'll we'll come back in six months and see how yeah see how we'll, you're doing. we'll swing around and see you're like see oh if I'm still I, happy. I switched to this other thing got this yeah. new template i'm getting rid of a web i'm not even you know what i'm not even going to do a website anymore i'm going to photocopy a zine every four weeks and send that out i you know that could actually be a good hook um you know i gotta say lately i don't know what it is i think it's the sort of doldrums of summer you know like we're in this mid-august nothing's going on no one's actually working in the office, everyone's going away early on Fridays to go to the Hamptons and wherever the hell people go on weekends. Why, what is it about the Hamptons? You're the, you're, I, I keep hearing about the, why is it so, what's the thing? What what's is so it? great about the Hamptons? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've been twice in my life, once in my life. Um, I'm not a huge fan, but then again, I'm not a huge fan of the, ooh, Northeast coastal waters, little cottage on the water. I mean, Essentially, my mother lives in my mother lives 10 miles north of the Hamptons on the other side of the water. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's essentially where she lives. So that whole lifestyle is very uninteresting to me. I think it used to be one of those places that back in the 70s, before everything out there, or you know, even even earlier, even like, uh, you know, 50s and 60s, you know, like when Pollock was out there in Springs and stuff, Mm -hmm. it was a inexpensive, beautiful place that you could go have a, um, a cottage or something for the summer. 
It's same thing with like Martha's Vineyard and, and sure. Cape Cod. You, the, your family could have like a summer place out there and you guys could go out there for a few weeks every summer and, and that kind of thing. And there weren't that many people out there and all the rest of it. Now it's you're stuck in traffic for four hours trying to get there because the road is only two lanes or one lane. You know what I mean? Oh, right. There's a million people on it. And I would like to go out there to see the Pollock house. I'm, I, yeah, I, that, I, that I, part, I will admit that was by far the coolest part about being out there. Was I'd like to, to see house. that. I'd like to see, I don't know how close you can get, but I'd like to see where Avedon lived on that, on the cliff in Montauk. Yeah, I don't think you can get very close, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But you see what I'm saying is that like back when it was reasonable, it probably was mm-hmm. interesting and beautiful. And now that it costs, you know, a million dollars for a shack, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is, is, is it all real developed or is it still kind of rural? It's not developed in the sense of like, there's big apartment buildings or anything like that, but it is sort of every nook and cranny that could have a place in it. Cause they keep the zoning laws such that you can't build big. You have to have a certain size lot. You know what I mean? Oh, like to, I see. So they I keep see. it. So it feels rural, but it's got a billion people in traffic and the whole thing, you know, you, hmm. you go to the grocery store and you buy food for the next three days and you sit in the house and you cook. And I mean, it's, it's fine. It's not my cup of tea. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is that you're in the middle of the summer where everyone's hanging out out there and not in here. And I don't know, man, I, I and I've been staring at social media, you know, you open up like Twitter and you flip through Twitter and you go, man, social media is really bumming me out lately to the point where I think I might just, stop. yeah, I, I, might just I stop really reading. have had to stop. Yeah. You know? Right. And then, and then if I do, you know, I stopped for a while or I've, I limit myself to, to, to certain, you know, feeds. Yeah. Um, and then I go on the main feed and I see this, 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 you know, guy driving a car through, uh, it's like, what are right, you doing? Right, right. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But all, but all the social media just amplifies what, well, whatever. Yeah. It's, it just, it, it's, it's really kind of, it's really getting me down this. And you know, my uh, Conrad's been working like 18 days straight uh, weekends and she's there till 11 o'clock at night. So I like never get to see her. And it's just, it's one of those, um, I don't know. It's like the ups and downs of all this stuff are really interesting. You know, you try to, you try to live outside in the world. You try to live outside of your own head so you don't get stuck in it like you and I tend to do sometimes. Right. Um, do you feel like the work is suffering? Is like is, no, is the I think work I'm making, no longer a safe space for you? I No, I'm making good work, but it's, it's somehow, I don't know. It's um, doing the daily thing. You know, the first time I did it was like, oh my God, how am I going to do one a day? And now I'm, now I almost feel like I should, if, if I had my druthers and if, if the rest of the year was just like this month, I would have said, let me do two or three a day. You know what I mean? To like really just sort of pack my time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think the work is fine. It's when I'm not working. That is the problem, you know, and just, and this is the time so you're of year building, you're building on. a body of work by working every day. So when are you, when are you not working? Well, if let's say I shoot for shoot and edit for three or four hours a day, there are four or five hours a day that I'm not working, you know? And it's those times where I just kind of get down. I, you know, I've been going to the gym. I've been going for walks. I've been trying to get out. I've been like, you know, setting dates, lunch dates and stuff with people. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's just, it's just interesting to me how, um, how I like that picture of, uh, of Jim. Oh, in the boat, in the boat. Yeah. You, You know, what's interesting about that picture. We, the reason why we went all the way out to, um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, block Island was to shoot Jim in a dinghy off the back of the boat in the Atlantic ocean. Hmm. And we did that. And I shot, I don't know, 150 pictures of Jim in the dinghy. Um, 
And then we came all the way back and I'm looking through the pictures. I was like, nope, we don't have it. And he was like, what? What do you mean we don't have it? We went all the way out there. I was like, you know, the light's wrong. The thing is wrong. The boat's wrong. We got it, you know. And we ended up taking that shot, him taking the little tiny boat just out into the Wait, Long so this Island is not Sound. a dinghy? What is this? No. I, he, so they have like an one of those like inflatable dinghies, you know, like the little pontoon inflatable oh, boat. Oh, like a Zodiac? Things. Maybe. I don't know. What is, what is Zodiac? Like two, three people kind of like little thing, yeah, look, inflatable look up, thing? Look up a Zodiac boat. Okay. Um, and so uh, we what we ended up doing was, uh, let me see, inflatable. Yes, like a Zodiac. Yeah. Um, what we ended up doing was this is the little whatever 12 foot boat that they have on the dock behind their house. And so I had him drive it out to uh, across the, the, the Amtrak railway, the, 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 the Amtrak rails go right by the railroad. And so you can kind of, if you look both ways and run really fast, you can like run across these things. And there's like a little rock beach on the other side where, you know, when they dump those like big boulders, as yeah. like a causeway kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so they, they, there's like one of those right by their house. So I had him come in from the water and my mother and I stood on the shore and I shot him from there and that's the shot I ended up using. Oh, so this this is from shore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, How I'm, far away is he from you? Uh, Five feet, 10 feet. Oh, okay. So he's literally just like right there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like if, if, if I backed up or tilted down, you would see the shore. Mm. Um, but it doesn't look like it, right? You know, it's it kind of, yeah, it's, uh, it worked, but it's just funny how you, you go and you, you come up with this grand plan. And, and if I had done the grand plan better, you know, it, it just go show you not all planned things work out. And sometimes the thing to fix the thing that didn't work ends up working better, you know? Yeah. Um, I, although I, I do think you need a few more hashtags. Oh yeah. yeah. I just dump whatever <laughs> says on the other thing. <laughs> Um, Hey man, got to Got to Got to do what you can. Um, <laughs> Look, I've never even heard of most of these. Like, wait, what? Yeah, what this is, is this? this is uh, what, what's it called? Does, uh, uh, what's the thing I use? Um, focal mark. It goes in and finds the ones that are most popular, blah, blah, blah. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah. no, it's, it's a good shot. It's a good shot. Um, I like it, but it is, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like this weird thing. I'm hoping to snap out of it soon. I've been going to the gym, been, you know, doing everything I normally do. Nothing in a funk. It's weird. Huh. Um, what are you going to do? I think it's just the summertime uh, blues. Isn't that a Yeah, summer? I don't know. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I, have, I have felt in many ways the opposite of that. I've, I've, I've felt that I've got a lot to... to like, I've been making notes like crazy of, of projects or ideas for projects that I would like to, to move forward on once I get kind of a little more stable with the book out. Sure. Um, you know, the Kickstarter thing is, is kind of kicking my ass. There's a lot to that putting oh, yeah, together yeah, one yeah. of these things. I, but, um, but here's the thing. It's, it's not that I'm not doing good work or don't have ideas for things. It's like this low level, like when I'm working, it's great. It's fine. But I've just, it's the in low, between. Yeah. It's weird. Huh? Yeah. Uh, um, but I guess my point is that it just goes to show you even when the situation is good or the situation hasn't changed for the worse, how your mind just looking at it differently can can mm-hmm, shift mm-hmm. the whole thing in, in one way or the other. I was I listening like the perspective on this Alex Clayton shot, by the way, too. Uh, oh yeah. From below. Yeah. He's, 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 he's <gasps> the he's, new Cisco. Yep. Oh Jesus. Cisco's been replaced. Cisco's been replaced. At oh. least in the company. By a very sweet young, you know, dancer man. Um, sweet young dancer man. Band name. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. Anyway, I was listening to this this uh, this series of podcasts the other day uh, called, what is it? Uh, Hidden Brain. You ever listen to this show? Yep. Uh, and they did a whole series uh, th- that they're doing right now for the summer called U 2.0. And it's just like different ways to like improve yourself and whatever. Right. And uh, feels very Ted talky. Some of them. Some of them do. I think some yeah. of them are better. And than I, I mean that in a good way because I, I, I yeah. love Ted talks. So yeah. I, I'm not, that's not a disparaging comment in the least. I think, I think Ted talks, a lot of Ted talks have become jokes upon themselves. You know, they become meta, right? Where, where it's become a little like, Oh look, it's somebody giving a Ted talk about giving a Ted talk, you know? Um, but I put one in the show notes called embrace the chaos, which I'll get to in a second. But the, uh, another one that somebody put in, uh, was a woman talking about people who find meaning in their jobs versus people who just see their job as the thing they go and do that doesn't have a lot of skill. And they even talk to like cleaning people at the hospitals at, at mm-hmm. certain hospitals. Did you listen to this one? It was pretty yeah, interesting. This is, it's dream jobs, right? Is that the one? Is that maybe that's the one I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. Um, and they, they had these people talk about, whether they saw their job as a calling or whether it was just a mm-hmm. job to them and, and, and people doing the same job, see their job differently. And it, a lot of it had to do with finding meaning in your job had to do with you defining your job right. in a way that meant something to you. Um, well, this is, this is the whole, uh, working the studs Turkle book. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, it, finding purpose and meaning regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I feel like this goes back to sort of uh, a purpose 2.0 of, of mm-hmm, what you and I mm-hmm. were talking about last week, where, you know, it, in some ways, the people who, what was the thing? The people who saw their jobs, their work as a calling were, were far, generally far happier than people who didn't, or, you sure. know, who saw their work as work. And that, that the, one of the questions they would ask is if you, if you won the lottery tomorrow, would you stop working? And, and, there was a big disconnect between the people who said, hell yeah, why would I work if, you know, if I had enough money and the other people were just like, well, yeah, of course I would keep coming to work. Like I, right. I get something out of this that's beyond the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just, I just think that that was like a really beautiful way of looking at it and just trying to find a way to define your job as something that means something more to you. Even like these people they're talking about these cleaning crew at the hospital. I mean, there were the people who just did it. And then there were the people who would, you know, change up the posters in the rooms of, of people who were in comas so that like, you know, maybe their environment changing would have some positive effect on them. Mm -hmm. More of them would Mm -hmm. come out like people who were thinking about that. They didn't need to do that. You know what I mean? Or, or, or looking at the ceiling so that people who are in a vegetative state, making sure that they weren't looking at, you know, some piece of dirt on the ceiling that was driving them crazy. Well, we're going to go fix that because that's what they have to stare at all the time, you know? Well, there, there's that that whole adage of, you know, if, if if anybody could do if everybody could do everything, anything they wanted, there'd be no plumbers, there'd be no janitors, there'd be no I don't bricklayers. That. I don't believe it either, because I, 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 I have met plumbers and janitors and, yeah. and locksmiths and and, you know, food servers that love what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't believe that argument. The people, man, my friends in this food service industry, I don't know how they do it. And these people mm-hmm. work devastating hours yeah. in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? It's just, it's backbreaking work. And some of them love it so much. I, yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to work in a restaurant. Oh my God. All the time. What, one of the, one of the most fun jobs I've ever had was being a waiter. 
all oh, through college. Oh God. I, I hate it. The times I've done any food service things, I like had a, a knot in the pit of my stomach. Really? Yep. Oh, see, I, I loved it. I Didn't absolutely it. loved it. See, there, there you go. Different. Yeah. <laughs> purpose for purpose. Sake. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it was fun. Wait, where'd you, where'd you wait tables? Oh my gosh. M- many restaurants, steakhouses, rib places. <clears throat> um, yeah. Was, was any particular, uh, food, uh, 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 better than others to, to deliver as it were to serve. Hmm. The steakhouse I worked at was, was really cool because there was such a variety. I mean, they, yes, they had steaks, but they had chops and they had fish and they had, you know, salads. And a lot there was of people a bar. complain though. I ordered this medium rare and it's medium yeah, rare, but you gotta rare, mess medium. With people. You got to mess with it's, it's food. You're not, you know, it's, that's all it is. It's food. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's like the people that get bent out of shape that their, their coffee is either too hot or too cold at Starbucks. And it's like, well, it's yeah. coffee. Settle down. Do you, do you, I love that whole, the whole McDonald's thing about the content oh, of this cup may be hot. Right. I, you know, yeah. I just, how unfamiliar with the brewing process do you have to be? <laughs> yeah, right. There, there was a, I just, I made an English muffin before the show, like a Thomas's English muffin. Can't go wrong with a Thomas's English muffin. Oh, nooks and crannies, man. Yeah. And on the packaging now, I never noticed, Jeffrey, new, I think, on the packaging is must be split and toasted. Like, there were people buying English muffins who were just eating them cold and raw. And thinking, these are crap. Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. You know, right? Well, you know? It goes mean, to show. Yeah, it just, it, it does go to show. I don't know. I just, hey, uh, I just popped into my head. Speaking of coffee, Peter Geyser. Yeah, roasts his own coffee, brought some to my birthday, brought like r- coffee that he had roasted like the day before. And, and it was so tasty. Uh, did you, did you drink all of it? Uh, I have a little bit of one of them left, uh, but it's, it, oh, it's tasty. Mmm, delicious. Yeah. So thank you again, Peter. That was terrific seeing you and, and terrific drinking your coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> The other, the, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, which was another Hidden Brain episode, was called Embrace the Chaos. And it has mm-hmm. Tim Harford. Do you ever listen to him on other stuff? Mm-mm. Tim I've Harford has a really good podcast called 50 Things That Changed the Modern Economy. Hmm. Uh, that uh, changed the, yeah, made the modern economy. That's what it is. And uh, he, they're like little 10, 15 minute podcasts where he goes on about, you know, uh, trying to load this stupid website, but it's taking a long time. Uh, one of them is plastic, paper money, LLCs, uh, leaded petrol, you know, the department mm. store, barbed wire, like, like the, 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 these things that just completely flipped over how, how people see the world. And I just really index funds, infant formula, you know, all these like different things. Uh, and I find him fascinating. And in this episode on hidden brain it's called embrace the chaos. It's him. This is a picture of no, no. Just keep keep going. Okay, we'll come back to it. Okay, uh, there is uh, he, he's he's talking about the idea of uh, you know people always say oh you need to clean your room you need to have your workspace clean and right before you can you know work and that kind of stuff. I don't agree with that in the least. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to I wanted to get to. <laughs> Um, my, my chaos is exactly where I can find everything. Well, okay. That, and, and that's kind of the point he, he was making that the whole idea of, you know, telling your kids to clean their room is, is, you know, your kid's room is the way it is. If they want to clean it, they're going to, you know, that, that it doesn't make the world a better place spending time putting things in order for order's sake. 
Um, which is interesting considering all the stuff going on with that Marie Kondo getting stuff in order and, you know, all that sort of, uh, organizing your life and minimizing Mm -hmm, theory. mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things that he brought up, he starts, starts the show with a chunk of one of my favorite things of all time, which is, uh, Keith Jarrett's clone concert, which was recorded, I think 1974 Keith Jarrett, who those of you don't know is a, a jazz piano player. But he did back then and still does do these concerts occasionally where he sits at a piano and he improvises for an hour, like just sits down and writes a piece and then plays another improvised piece and another one for an hour. Um, and he was he was sat down to uh, play it in Cologne in, I think, 74. And the piano that they had for him was all busted up. Uh, the upper registers, the felt was off the hammers. It was out of tune. It was small for the venue, so it wouldn't be able to like go very loud and that kind of thing. To the point where Keith uh, Jarrett actually refused to play. He said, this is unacceptable, blah, blah, blah. 4,000 people are supposed to show up. The girl who organized the whole thing was like this young college girl or whatever. Um, did what she could, got the piano tuned, tried to fix everything as much as she could. But in the end, it was an imperfect instrument. Jarrett eventually kind of relented, went and did the show. It was recorded just as a little, I want to know what this thing sounds like afterwards. Cause he records all the shows. And it was such an amazing show that, uh, they put it out as an album on ECM and it is the best selling solo piano album of all time. Hmm. Um, and it is the, especially the first and fourth pieces, um, are toward the forces of, of improvised music. I mean, they're just absolutely stunning. And, um, he uses this as an example of, look, Keith Jarrett is this amazing pianist who can do anything. And when he has his full instrument, he, he just, he could go anywhere he wants to go sitting down at this piano. He knew that it wasn't going to carry very far. So he ended up playing sort of repetitive motions in the left hand to try to like build up some momentum, you know, in the, in the rhythm. He didn't go into the higher registers because they sounded terrible. So he stayed in the middle, you know, he worked within the limitations that were given to him in a situation that he could not have, imagined happening to him he walked in thinking he was going to play a regular piano he was thrown a twist and he ends up creating this genius right um the idea is is that embracing the chaos there's another example he gives where he was in uh, i think dublin or something he had flown in he was supposed to sleep and then fly out the next night and he went to the hotel and they didn't have his reservation and the place was full and they didn't have a room for him and so mm. he ended up driving around in a cab all night trying to find a hotel and he could just hear his wife in his head saying, you say that, you know, chaos and twists are what make people, you know, exciting. You know, he, he brought up a Brian Eno thing of how Brian Eno tries to make musicians working with him. He tries to throw them off kilter so that they make better work. So they're not, he doesn't want them relaxed. He wants them off kilter, you know, and I just want to know what well, you think of all that and, 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 you know, how it I think relates it's, to I mean, you work. <sighs> I, I get it. And I, it, it kind of brings us back to last week talking about the, the, that interview with, uh, with Adam Savage and, and Jack White. He yep. was talking about kind of this very thing of, with regard to vinyl where, you know, the records being cut, you've got X number of minutes. You've got to get it right. There are no overdubs. There are no do-overs. The, the, you've, you've got to sort of, you know, a tube blows or a mic fails. You got to keep going. There, right. there is chaos. There are, there are things that happen that you have to just, you know, overcome to, to get whatever product is, you know, that you're working on, on tape or, or, you know, out the yeah. door, whatever it is. Um, I, I think chaos 
Mm. I function much better when I'm, when I'm spread thin. As do I. Do you think there's if a lot I've, of people who disagree with that? Do you think that's a binary thing in people? I don't know. I mean, I, it, uh, that would be an interesting discussion and, and, and kind of a, a survey to talk to people about that. You know, do, do you focus and, and well, here, we're talking to you. Do you guys focus better when there are only one or two projects or, or tasks in the hopper or is, is more better? Right. Podcasted on takingpictures.com. For me, um, if I've got 15 things that I've got to get done, I'm, I'm better because I know it all has to get done. If I've only got one or two things, then but you have room for 10 things. Then yeah. It's like, I'm oh, going to spend yeah. 10 things worth of time on one or two things. And that's where I start to swirl. That's or where I start to spiral. 10 things worth of, worth of time dicking around, not doing the two things you do need. Absolutely. To do. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of where I am the past couple of weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you've you've got yeah. too much time. Yeah, you know. you've got a bucket full of time and a, and a thimble full of projects. Yeah, you know, and you're like, okay, now what do I do? Right, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. but it, is it, that is that chaos or? Huh. I mean, because there's a difference certainly between having m- multiple projects or deliverables or or things that you're working on that you work on still in an orderly fashion. Sure. So I'd have to think about that. Do I, because if I have a lot of things going on, I find that I have to schedule it where I'll go, okay, from, from, you know, eight 30 or nine o'clock to, to 11, I'm going to work on this. Oh, you really, I'm going to take a 15 minute break and I'm going to work on this. Interesting. I don't know. I, if, if I was, if I have three things to do and I start doing the first one, I'm going to finish the first one before I even think of the second one, like jumping the, 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 the amount, the overhead of, of stopping a task to go work on something else to come back and trying to get back up to speed on that first thing is not worth the jumping to the second one. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, yeah, you're right. The, 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 what, what we're talking about is being too busy is one thing being too busy. And then the person calls while you're halfway through the thing that you barely had time for and says, Oh, we decided to switch directions. It's completely different than what we told you. And we need it by tomorrow. You know, I think those are the real sort of chaos moments, right? Mm -hmm. Where, where it's not, it's, it's, it's not planned chaos because I think you and I both work great in planned chaos. Um, yeah. And maybe that's the difference. Maybe it's the planned chaos versus things that just explode and go and go south. And, and then you're playing cleanup. You're, you're playing, you're, you're trying to figure out how do I work this in versus I know I've got 42 things to do. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the, the unknown chaos rather than the planned chaos. Right. But do you, do you ever feel under the gun? I mean, uh, let me, let me put <laughs> every day. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> Only, only from when I wake to when I go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, only while my eyes are open. Even and even and even after, you know. God, some of my dreams I've been having lately. Don't even get me started. Really? All right. Yo, well, we'll get to that off offline. Um, yeah. The, I I wonder if um, it, you know, there's those there's those crunch time moments where you're you're supposed to speak extemporaneously or something. You know, you get up to give a public speech and you're talking, you're talking, you're talking, and then all of a sudden your mind just goes blank. Mm-hmm. You ever have these kinds of moments where, where <laughs> wait, have you not done the show with me for 276 episodes? <laughs> I, you know, and, 
I used to feel like I was really good at crunch time. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a few experiences, which I honestly can't even remember now, but I can remember the feeling of it happening where I felt like I dropped the ball. And now I'm terrified of crunch time moments for fear of dropping the ball. I've got the yips. You know what I mean? Right. The creative right. yips. Um, and it's, and it's funny cause it's not anytime recently. It's sort of like, Oh yes. In the past few years, every once in a while, you know, you sort of, you throw and you miss and you go, Oh shit. You know, um, I, I thought I would have sunk that one. Um, and it's, it's, you know, and, and trying to get out of that creative yips. That's a weird thought. Cause it's the yips. Yeah. I mean, creative creativity is so unstructured anyway the idea of thinking that you're out of the groove or or have the yips is a weird idea anyway um right because it would imply that there that there is some sort of orderly right that there is a right answer yeah you know but that you may there may be a right answer for you as it were you know what i mean like that that you you know when you're making good work you know um do i though i mean that, let's, oh, that's, let's okay, come back. that's a bigger question <laughs> Let, let's circle back to that later okay Okay. Do I know when I'm making good work? Maybe let's mark that down and we'll come back. All right. All right. If we have time. If not, maybe that's another show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, why? What were you going to say about the creative yips? Uh, I don't know. I lost it now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just uh, typed a typo. There we go. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 I, I, you know, I am a messy person in general. I don't structure things out. And then, you know, the, the, the gym on the dinghy is a good example. It's like, I had something in my head. I wanted it to be a certain way. I went out there and everything didn't go perfect. Like it was the wrong time of day. It was a different dinghy than I thought it would be. I thought it would be a little bit more of like a straight boat and less of a pontoony kind of modern looking Mm -hmm. thing, you know, Mm -hmm. to the point where even though I got what I wanted, I didn't end up with what I wanted. Right. Now, okay, this brings up another thing. Did did you subconsciously, and if you can even recognize this, were you not getting what you wanted? So subconsciously, you just told yourself, "All right, I got what I want." I mean, did did you on some level know that when you got back and looked at those photographs, that they weren't going to be it? That you, yeah, you just yes. like I need to be yeah. done with this setup so I can regroup and 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 tackle this another day. Well, yeah, and and that, and that is part of it is that I there are situations where you can only do so much, right? You know, mm-hmm. I can't change Jim. Jim was fine, but like, I can't change him. I can't change the boat. You know, I can't change the the sun, <laughs> you know, right now. Like we're out here right now. Right. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. Is that the worst case scenario lighting for this? Yes. Uh, it's not the best. Right. Um. So, so there, and, and so there were, there were things that I couldn't change. So a lot of times, especially in, it's interesting in studio photography, within reason, you can do whatever you want and you can change things and you can fix it. If the light isn't right, move the light. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're working out environmentally and time is a factor and, you know, waves are a factor and the sun is a factor, you know what I mean? There's, there's things that you can't control and all you can do is try to direct your boat down the, the, down the path of least resistance, you know? Like, I'm going to make the most I can out of this. And I thought, you know, maybe some of these will be fine if I, you know, work on them a little in post and do this, that, and the other thing. And I came back and I played with them. And I was like, I mean, these are fine in the sense that, yeah, they're pictures and they they could do the job, but they don't make me happy. 
you know? Well, and, and maybe there's some, maybe experience, huh, okay, maybe experience was, was poking at you. Like you, you, you're taking these pictures, but in the back of your head, and maybe they even came to the forefront from what you're saying, right? You, your experience of shooting, you know, thousands of photographs over the past X number of years right. keeps going, Billy, the light's wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy, this isn't right. But here's the thing, Jeffrey, if you're in that situation and your brain's saying that and you go, brain, I can't change the light. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I don't have enough power to overpower it at noon on the water, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, what do I do? Well, I can't, I can't affect that right now. So I guess we're going to have to make do with what we have. The interesting right. thing about a project like this is that we get home, we're eating dinner. I'm looking at the pictures and it's not right and it's 6:30 and the sun's starting to like go down a little right. bit and now you're you know in what? scramble mode right cuz but see now to, you're in chaos mode that's right. the mode that you thrive well, in well that's right? exactly it so so yeah. so here we are in a situation where the sun's going down jim's complaining about his back like oh i've been sitting in that seat all day i can't you know i'm not going out jim we got to go out on the boat i i'm not i don't want to go out on the boat can we do it tomorrow morning it's like i can't do it tomorrow morning i'm shooting somebody else tomorrow we have to do it you know if we're going to do it let's do it now you know and I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it took 20 minutes to do the other shoot, right? right. It, it ended up being fast. But yeah, you're right. I do like being in that chaos mode. But but there's part of me that says, you're a professional. Your job, Jeffrey, is to not try to run everything in chaos mode. You're supposed to. Right. Or at ha- least that's got to be the, the the public perception. Yeah, right. Because yeah, sure, the problem sure. is that chaos mode is great, but it's unpredictable. And if if your job is to give product at a certain level or mm-hmm. to create things at a certain level. I can't guarantee that chaos mode will deliver something great. Sure. And especially with the state of, of photography, as we have spoken about many times, y- you are hired by and large for a very specific purpose. Sure. Yeah. 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 Don't like, tell but, me you can't shoot the brief when I hired you to shoot the brief. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, in, in my world, it's like yeah. they want something and yeah. my job is to give it to them. They're not saying, just give me something great. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's, it's yeah. You're not Mario that that... Testino. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and even Mario Testino, you're hiring Mario Testino because this stuff looks like Mario Testino. Right. You, they right. want that from him, right? They're not asking him to be suddenly be, you know, Saul Leiter. Right. Um, so, so there's this, right. So you get in these situations where, yeah, it worked out. That picture was better than the other pictures I took that day. Great. Perfect. Could it have been the other way around where I just pushed it to the end of the day and said, you know what? My plan for getting this shot is to not plan and push it mm-hmm. to the last 10 minutes. And then it's or if Jim would have, if Jim had said to you, no, Bill, I'm not going out. Right. I'm sore. I don't want to do it. Now I got to go, like, go oh, shoot, think I got to go else. find a neighbor or go downtown. You know what I mean? So um, now, but then in, in, if that decision had been made, not only are you in chaos mode, but now you're in that uncontrolled, unplanned chaos mode because you had planned. Yes, I've got I've got chaos of going back out on the water, but I've got a plan. I know yeah. what I want to do. If that yeah. went south, now you're now you're in completely uncharted territory. Yeah, that's the thing. The 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 chaos mode of Jim, get your boat, go out there. I'm going to walk through these things, and I'll meet you at the shore in ten minutes. Right. That that is at least a plan. Sure. Right. Sure. In my situation, I need a new warm body in front of my camera. Yeah, it's it's fourth and you know right. infinity. <laughs> right. What are you gonna do? Right. And if if I don't have if I don't have a person, I got I'm starting from nothing. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Yesterday I was walking around because I had I had to move things around and I didn't have somebody yesterday. I ended up walking and having a really nice discussion 
uh, with this guy named Dennis who used to run nightclubs down in Bay Ridge. Um, but you know, up until three minutes before I walked up into this little park on the FDR and bumped into this guy who I said hi to, and he said hi back to me, I didn't have anybody, and right. it was six thirty. You know, right. so th- there are these. It's it's weird. It's very binary for what it is that I have to do. I mean, there's a certain level of oh, do you have somebody or do you not have somebody? Because you have to have somebody, and you have to post it tonight. You could know? could you do this? I mean, if you if you made the decision to say. You know what? I'm no longer going to be a commercial photographer. I'm okay. no longer going to take on client work. I'm going to be my own client. And these are the types of things that I'm going to focus on. I'm I, not only am I doing 365, I'm going to do a book of X or, you know, whatever the sure. project is. Yeah. yeah. Could you function solely in this mode or do you need that other structured Oh, I, uh, I think, look, I, you've got, you've got 20 minutes with X bill and we need the cover by, you know, or we need the, the article photo by, you know, Thursday sure. afternoon at three. Um, I, I think that I work better in the crunch time mode. And the only reason I push to try to make things planned is because I feel like that is what is expected. And sometimes that's what's required to do things that are a little more crazy right because i mean certain shoots require more planning i took Mm -hmm. this picture of cisco the other day the lighting setup alone trying to get this crazy i i had a i had a backdrop i had a a softbox behind the backdrop aimed at the ceiling so it was soft light coming out of the backdrop it bounced off the ceiling came down through another diffusing panel so it was like quadruple diffused right Mm -hmm. coming Mm -hmm. down in him that's not the kind of thing that if I was outside and just grab somebody off the street, I would end up setting up. We had to plan it. You know what I mean? I had to like, you know, set up the backdrop, right. I'd set up the lights, right. We had to do have somewhere for him to land on when he's flying through the air with my father's camera. Um, so there are times when I plan things that I'm very happy with the outcome as well, Mm -hmm. but it's weird to me that neither planned nor unplanned are guarantees. And sometimes I get great work out of either or, and that kind of messes you up too, because it's like, wow, nothing's a sure thing, right? Right. right. <laughs> you know. And so that's, let that's me ask you this, Bill. Let me ask you this. Yep. Does the commercial work make you a better 365 photographer, or does the 365 work make you better at the commercial stuff? Is, I think is, is there a line that connects makes the two? me better at the other stuff? Uh-huh, uh-huh. If if only because you know I can shoot a bunch of stuff and I know how I react to the stress of crunch time, you know. If you're doing it all the time, then you get less nervous when somebody asks, you know, if, if, if you, if you play baseball every day and then somebody says, Hey, you know, uh, you know, your boss says, I need you to come and play baseball with me against these people this weekend and we better do good. You know, <laughs> you're better off having played baseball every day than never having played baseball at all. So, right. I, so for me, um, yeah, I, I like I like the fact of doing it every day and sometimes they don't work out and sometimes they do. You know, if I, if I couldn't have reshot Jim, would I have used one of the earlier pictures? Sure. Would it have been fine? Sure. You know, it would, it, but it wouldn't have, <laughs> it right. wouldn't have, well, it wouldn't have been because fine every time to me. you scroll through that feed, that would have been the pimple, you know, right. that you want. Sure. Arr. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. why I was like, Nope, this isn't good enough. You know? And I guess that, that, that moment, that drive that, yep, this isn't good enough thing whatever that is what is that uh you know being unsatisfied i guess you know uh, this kind of gets into the whole thing of how do you know when you're making good work but like there's that that 
that not being satisfied, I think, is one of the key ingredients to trying to make things that are really good because if you're too easily satisfied, you might give up before you do another iteration that makes it even better. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the problem comes when you get so stuck in the it's not good enough that you end up working it past where it's supposed to have been worked, you know, like a, like a painting, right? Like where it's like, you should have stopped two layers ago or whatever, you know, I mean, oh, this, this, yeah. this happens all yeah. the time, right? Um, it was fine. And I worked it past where it should have been worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, so it's interesting. I, I find all this stuff really fascinating. Um, I just, what I want is controlled chaos. But that doesn't exist. It's but an oxymoron. That's, I mean, look, that's that's the oxymoron, right? Right, right. right. I, think, I think at a certain level, if you have enough money and a good enough team, you know, if, if, you're, if you're Mark Seliger and you can have a team of people around and really good assistants who know what you're thinking before you even say it and, you know what I mean, facilities and great subjects and whatever it is, you can sure. go in a little more willy-nilly because you know in the moment you can come up with a big production within five minutes. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm picking up the camera in five minutes. I need a light here. I need a light here. I need this backdrop. I need this. Right. And, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you your can Seliger, do that. Your Seliger, your Annie, you've, right. you've, you've, the, the support system is there. Right. But even those guys, <clears throat> it's very rare that they're, they're not doing stuff off the cuff because right. they've got teams of art directors who are arguing with them yeah. over they, whether or not they've got the people upstream right that have expectations. Right. 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 Yeah. And we don't, yeah. and, and you know, here's the thing is lovely as you may think one of their pictures is, Maybe the thing they had in their head for it was even better. The picture mm-hmm. I had in my head for Jim is not what I, I'm, I'm happy with what I ended up with, but it's not what I plan to end up with. Right. Right. And There's I compromise that, at every level. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. No matter how good it is, you may still be compromising or mm-hmm. you may come up with something that's even better than what you imagined, which happens occasionally, you know? So I don't know. It's uh, it's, I find this stuff really interesting. Um, and I think that there, there are, there are people who wing everything and then there are people who want to hold on the reins too tight. And I, you know, it's like, where, where's that middle ground? Like where it's a, it's a little bit like, um, what is the, uh, what is the adage that's like this things that we talk about a lot? You know, it's like, it's like trying to be on that knife's edge so that you're, 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 you're thinking and not thinking at the same time. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's maybe where creativity is. You don't want to be thinking about it, but you don't want to be oblivious. You want to be, you want to have your mind doing the thinking for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets back to trust. Yeah. You know, you've got to trust that your internal tools are going to be there when you need them. Yep. And I think that ties into, maybe we can do this for next week. That ties into the, the, you know, when you're making good work. Yeah. Because that, you know, their resistance is always there going, Hey, Bill. Yeah. That highlight sucks. Yeah. And hey. it's futile. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bill. Nobody's going to look at this anyway. Yeah. Well, that's, y- you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, ooh, really? That's what you're yeah. going to do? Is that, yeah. Yikes. Right? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Bill. Did you think that was good enough? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's always that little, huh. Oh, sure. <laughs> you're like, wait, what do you mean, huh? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. 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 And sometimes you do, you know, you do what you think is a really lovely picture and other people go, eh, you know, um, so, so you, God, you never know, you never know with any of this stuff. And you also, it's, it's, you know, the reaction of everyone else 
is in no way reflective necessarily of the quality of the work or, you know. No, 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 no. But that's what we get hung up on, right? Sure. Well, that's, that's what we get hung up back on. to the BS, you know, uh, stuff going on with uh, social media, right? Yeah. Wait a minute. Um, I, I, I've been working on this thing for two years and I'm going to sell eight copies. That must mean it sucks. Right. No. Right. Right. Yeah. You think you're going to sell eight copies? <laughs> Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could buy seven more just to make sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's talk about our sponsor. What do you think? Uh, okay. Uh, we're sponsored today by the wonderful people at FreshBooks. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, FreshBooks is uh, is an all-in-one uh, cloud accounting software platform. It's fantastic. It'll it help should you- be called Jiggity FreshBooks. That's Jig- how fresh it is. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fresh that it's not even ripe yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh the other people are green with envy oh nice see there you go yeah uh it's gonna look freshbooks is a fantastic cloud accounting software platform that'll help you save hours and hours how many, wait, how many, how many hours did we 192 figure? hours a year a month no a year <laughs> uh which which you know if you're spending that much time invoicing you must be really busy yeah uh <laughs> And they make this stuff is uh, ridiculously easy to use for freelancers that are archi- and and for 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 photographers for designers. Look, everybody can use this. It's fantastic. Over uh ten uh tell let's ah I'm sorry. <laughs> it helps over ten million people deal with their paperwork every day. Uh, they've that's a got, lot of people. It is a I mean, lot that's of a, people. When you've that. got a ten, when you've got any million after your your customer base, but ten million double digit million. That's yeah. a huge customer base. Yeah. 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 What's crazy in the internet world, like people are like, eh, 10 million. It's only got 10 million, <laughs> you know? Oh, if it you know what's cooler than 10 million, Jeffrey? What's that? 10 billion. Right. <laughs> I hate right. that line from that movie. Uh, you can send clean, professional-looking invoices in about 30 seconds. It's quick, easy invoicing. Online payments. With literally two clicks, you can set yourself up to re- receive payments online. They got mobile expense apps. So the FreshBooks mobile app lets you add, re- takes pictures of your receipts. You can add them and claim expenses, uh, making it a million times easier to claim your expenses from your clients. Uh, it's been rebuilt from the ground up, uh, completely redesigned uh, and custom built for the way that you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. New projects feature lets you share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. And so everyone finds everything in the same place. You're amazed how quickly things work when everything lives in one place. You got notification system. So it acts like your personal assistant. You'll always know what's changing your business, who's seen their invoice, who's paid, who hasn't paid yet. Uh, speaking of who hasn't paid yet, they'll, they'll automatically send uh, reminders to people who, who are late to pay, which is fantastic. You don't even have to do it. It's not like, right. hey, Jeffrey, uh, did you get that invoice from last week? It's like, you fresh Jeffrey Sidora sent you an invoice. You, you better pay them or else. Right. Um, I got uh, people. Exactly. Multi-currency invoicing. So if you work with anybody overseas, you don't have to worry about conversion. They'll take care of that for you. And That's kind of a cool feature. It is I really mean, handy. It, 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 you know, we, we, we kind of joke about, you know, the world being a small place sometimes, but you know, a lot of our listeners are in other countries. Sure. A lot of their clients are in, I mean, it, it's kind of neat that you don't have to deal with that. And then you got to know what your swift code is for your bank. Right. Which is a whole racket, by the way. Uh, and of course, they've got great award-winning customer support at FreshBooks. They're amazingly helpful, super friendly, with absolutely zero attitude. 
Uh, plus, they know what where, what's on their blog. Uh, a real person usually answers in three rings or less. <laughs> so uh, give give FreshBooks a, a shot if you're if you're listening to this and you're not using them yet. Now would be the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for all of our listeners. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to FreshBooks.com and enter on taking pictures in the how did you hear from us section. Uh, give them a shot. They have a fantastic product and uh, make your life easier. Yeah. FreshBooks. Who doesn't want that? Uh, I wish my life was easier. Um, all right. So we we got an email from, from a listener last week. Mind if I... We no get into this a little bit. Nope. Uh, and uh, uh, he wrote in and he said, "How do I how how to learn how to hustle and develop a go getter attitude?" is is the is the title of the of the email. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he says, uh, "How does one learn about how to hustle and develop a go getter attitude?" I'm 38. I feel like my life. Uh, I was never been a hustler or go getter. I've accomplished and experienced many things, but always feel like uh, I was never hungry enough or put enough effort into those things. Maybe I would have achieved more, not missed out on some opportunities, or maybe I'm just giving myself not giving myself enough credit. I don't know. Uh, is being a hustler and a go-getter a trait that you either have or you don't have, like a photographic eye or a sense for design? Uh, maybe you guys could talk about it in, in next in a future episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I think part of the problem with this, Jeffrey, is that we are all just single examples you know we're, we're all just single people right like mm-hmm. it's there's no there's no control group to tell me whether had bill wadman made different choices earlier in his life would he be better off right you know right so you, you are your yourself, control group yeah maybe yeah yeah so so how do you how do you uh how do you measure you know well i i mean i've, I've talked about this several times in the show i am i am not an entrepreneur I don't have that entrepreneurial drive or spirit. I'm the idea guy. I have ideas all the time, but how to implement those ideas, how to get those ideas to market or how to, you know, build that widget and get it in front of 6 million people. Right. Lost. Absolutely lost. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I'm just, you know, I'm playing Marco Polo out in the dark, you know, and and I'm trying to get close to somebody that answers back. But by and large, that that's not where I live. That hustle isn't. I, I'm more methodical than than hustle. I I I I am in my way too much. Do you you know the funny thing about that is that in your in your way you just described yourself as like an idea person. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say that that the the follow through on the idea is the part that's easily learned, right? I mean, that's you can't teach somebody how to come up with ideas, but teaching somebody how to, you know, finish writing the book and publish it those are known quantities that you could learn how to do. Sure, right? these are skills. sure, but and but it seems to be, I seem to be able to do it in bursts. It's it's maintaining it that 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 I that's maintaining that that level of of hustle or go getterness whatever it is that that I seem to falter with how how long is your cycle do you think what do you mean if there's ups and downs right like if it, are 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 is it single projects like this book is a thing or or getting the book out will be one thing but then when it's done getting out then I'll slide into a a a, a funk as it were you know what i mean like, maybe because it'll be what's next you know there's part of the what's next and there's and that 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 what's next 
is partially predicated on how how well the thing that came before it did. Did 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 does fear of the what's next slow you down from finishing the first thing? Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the it's the yeah, it's 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 that cyclical fear of success, fear of failure. They're two, you know, they're 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 Harvey Dent, right? They're right. they're the same sides of the coin. Or once two different once sides I of the put this coin. book out, I'll find out really what people think of it or how well it's going to do. As it is right now in my head, I may sell a hundred copies, I may sell a million copies. Yeah. 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 So the 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 that go getter, how do you learn that? I, I would say I would say you watch the people that are that are that are doing it. There's yeah. this idea of matching and mirroring, you know, where where you, you know, find somebody who's successful in what you're wanting to do, do what they do, and the odds are that you're going to achieve at least a similar level of success or yeah. or or you'll you'll be on the right path anyway. There there's a coworker of of <clears throat> Cisco's that dances in the company still and she's a wonderful dancer and also at Harvard Medical School. Oh, Jesus. Simultaneously. Wow. And her boyfriend, who I met the other day, was also a sweetheart. And he, uh, I found out later, hiked the Appalachian Trail alone for like seven months. <laughs> or seven right. weeks or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, overachievers on a level that, you know, some people are just built that way, right? Where they can't do anything less than amazing. Well, it's, it's, it's the sort of Casey Neistat effect, right? Yeah. He's, he's got, you know, all this stuff going on, or there's another guy that I, that I watch his name's Jan Olson. Um, and these people, they seem to have it wired, you know, and I don't know, um, were they always that way or, uh, did they did they learn that i think they maybe have learned it or or they okay if you have a 100 people do something you know what jeffrey 100 people make a video blog or whatever right maybe one or two of them actually gets noticed by anybody and they get some feedback that's positive and they say oh i'm on to something and they make another one and they're the they're sort of the one in a million sort of thing that takes off. Right. And that's mm -hmm. self-perpetuating at some level, you know, it's like people like what I do. So I'll just keep making stuff that they like. And you know what I mean? It just, it kind of goes off in, in that kind of thing where even though the same amount of initial energy was put in, there are 98 other people who didn't get anywhere with doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, right. I wonder, I always wonder if that's an element of it. Cause it's again, in the same way that you can't know whether the listener the listener can't know whether they tried hard enough or hustled enough or whether they missed an opportunity. You also can't know what would have happened if, if you know, the, the a butterfly on the other side of the world breathed differently the day that Kaisi Neistat put up his first video, you know? Right. Right. Maybe, luck has a lot to do with life. So, you know, crazy. I think maybe the argument for hustle is just that the more you try, the more likely you are to succeed just because of, random chance of luck. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the more you're, you're putting all this energy out into the world and, and some of the things are going to hit for good reasons. Some of them are going to hit just because, and some of them are not going to work for bad luck reasons. You know what I'm saying? That like the, it's, it's like entrepreneurs who are serial entrepreneurs who just do business after business after business until one of them hits and becomes something. Um, right. Right. 
And I, I think that I think a lot of hustle and stuff in life is kind of like that. I don't have it. Well, see, I don't have it in certain ways. You and I have it in some ways and not in other ways. It's not like you and I sit there and don't do anything. There's those people who can't. No, but it often feels like that. It often often feels like, like, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Because you're not doing as much as the next guy. You're not doing as much as you think you should be doing or that I think I should. Right. I don't spend enough time looking at the, (laughs) I don't think I spend enough time looking at the next guy. I, I, it's, it's, it's purely self-imposed. I think. So just as a quick allusion to our earlier conversation, do you think that you should stack it up so you're so busy you can't think straight? Should you be working on the book and a, a series of a dozen paintings for a show in six weeks and, yeah, and, 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 and a YouTube channel and a, yeah, and a this and a that? I don't know. I mean, I think that's the balancing act, right? For some right. people, it's, it's, you know, you're trying to balance... I don't know, working and working out or, or, yeah. you know, you're, you've got four kids and, and each of them has a different sport and you've got to get them all there and you right. got to get to right, work right, and, right. you know, everybody's got their own thing that they're trying to balance. Um, Isn't it interesting though, that you and I have done 277 of these, of this, of these shows without missing a week. Right. Uh, yep. And while it's been a lot of work, it's been hundreds of hours of work to do it. I don't think about this show as work. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, 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 no. There's a point at which some things become so routine that they just become part of your routine, mm-hmm. you know, in a good way. So that I wonder if the, if the people who you and I look at as these super hustle monsters, just, it's just, they're just doing the podcast. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I I do think though I do the question I guess is is it valuable to beat up on yourself for not thinking you're hustling enough? Does that make does that improve things? You know, does is there value in beating up on yourself? If well, <laughs> I don't know if there's value in it, but I, I know that. Th- that <laughs> beating up on myself is is probably my most honed skill. <laughs> He's like, I'm really, really good at it. For real. <laughs> For real. Ask ask Adrian. It's, yeah. Ask anybody who knows me really well. Beating up on myself is, for whatever reason, is is the thing I am I am best at. And I'm not proud of that, but that's unfortunately the the, the way it's been for a lot of years. Yeah, but is that is that a skill that you think allows you to do other things, or is that a skill that you'd like to cut out? I think I think it help. Well, I think it has the potential to help the end product because I I will I will be fanatical about the end product by and large, but it also prevents some of those end products from ever seeing the light of day. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I wonder if the listener, if even having him ask the question is itself sort of counterproductive is my question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's counterproductive. I think if you get stuck on it, it could be. If Yeah. If you, if you can't get out of it, it might be. I think it also depends on what you think is stopping you from hustling, whether it's, I don't have the energy to, 
I'm scared of failure. You know, you know, I'm just depressed. I think my life is good enough as it is. So why try harder? You know, or right. whatever, whatever, whatever the reasoning behind it or multiple reasons or the actual reason behind the thing, whether it's what you say it is or whether it's something different, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think those are far more interesting to examine than I don't think it's an effort thing. I think it's a fear thing with hustle. Hmm. I don't think most people really. So wait, the, you're saying the the ability, the ability to hustle or not is is I, more. I, I think the the question of whether or not uh, you know hustling is a learned behavior. I don't think it's that you need to learn what to do and you need to put effort into hustling, and that's the problem. I think the problem is I'm terrified of hustling because I'm going to be putting myself out there and you know I'll be open to failure or um, I don't know who to contact to hustle if you know what I'm saying? I think, I think the problems are not effort. I think it's the obstacles in, in the way, mm-hmm. or at least it is for me. And I, I can't imagine it being another way like that's, those are the places that I get hung up when it comes to hustle. Right. Um, but again, there's plenty of people who could look at you and me and say, you have no problem with hustle. You've done 240 of these pictures so far this year or whatever the hell it is. It, you know, and you're doing 277 podcasts and you, you know, are working on stuff for a magazine later this week. And you're the, the stuff you worked on two months ago is coming out in a couple of days. Like, what are you talking about hustle? And, and I'll still beat myself up and be like, yeah, but I'm not doing anything. Right. You know? Right. Um, so I think, you know, maybe we all end up with, what is the, what is the, uh, the thing about people fail so they, 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 they fail upward, you know, you, yeah, you, you fail forward, fail you, upward. Yeah. You sure. always end up one step above where you really should be because, you know, you were really good at doing stage five. So they put you on stage six, but you're not good enough to stay, get to stage seven. So they keep you at stage six right. as opposed to putting you back on stage five. Um, well, I mean, my mom used to say everything is a numbers game. Everything. Yeah. Whether that's, you know job interviews or, or, you know, getting a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, or, you know, becoming better at a skill or having a child a new, that's not a nightmare. What? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only she'd had one more, yeah. um, you know, and, and I think to your point, that sort of, you know, you have to go through, you know, 99 no's to get that, that one. Yes. You have to, you know, crash and burn on, on, you know, photos or paintings or sure. writing or whatever it is to, to break through. But sometimes you feel like, you know, the thing where like, like, let's say, let's say you and I are standing five feet apart. Right. And, and you go, okay, Cut the distance between you by half. Zeno's Cut paradox. the distance between you by half. Cut the yeah. distance. You never, ever, ever touch. Sure. You know, and at some point, you know, you, the amount that you're moving forward becomes almost imperceptible. Do you, wait, you, you feel like, do you feel like your life is like Zeno's paradox? On some levels. Yeah. What, what is the goal? Where are you trying to reach? I don't know. It's some arbitrary. That's the thing. Is, yeah, is, is, yeah, yeah. There's the arbitrary thing, whether it's better or or happier or uh, you know what whatever it is that you're that you're trying to go towards. That's the fuzzy part, right? 
what is it that I'm trying to do? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to be a good person. That's, that's, I know that. Right. I'm trying to be more compassionate. I'm trying to be more empathetic. I'm but trying even to defining be happier. What, right. But even, but all of those things are traits without quantity, right? Yeah. Which, which is like, okay, well, how do you define happier or how, you know, how happy is happy enough? How happy is, how empathetic is empathetic enough? I, I mean, the happiness thing, I, I would, I, though I can't define it, people who have known me for a long time, decades, have commented on, you know, since, since moving to the East Coast, for example, or since getting married, for example, that I'm much happier. Right. And I see that, but like you, sometimes we go, but, but how much happier? You know, like, like there always right, needs right, to be right, that right, quantification. Right, right, right. Like, should yeah, I be happier. happier than I am now? Right. Or yeah. am, am I happy enough on the curve right. of, of, or, or, you know, or whatever am I, it is? Am I a three out of 10 where I was a two out of 10 before? Yeah, 50% happier than I was. <laughs> right. Am I as happy as I could be? Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and that's across the board. You know, I've been shooting pictures. If you're listening to the show, maybe you're thinking I've been shooting for pictures for 10 years. I should have more keepers. I should have bigger clients. I should have X, 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 Y, Z, you know, whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, I think the answer is, I guess you, if, 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 if your problem is just, sort of, I don't know what to do. There are plenty of people online who are just like, follow these 10 steps to becoming a productive person or whatever it is, right? You know, say yes to everything or, you know, start some crazy project like us or whatever it is, right? I mean, these mm-hmm. are things you can do. Um, I think there are people though who are super achievers and there are people who just aren't into that. And that doesn't necessarily make somebody better or worse unless you want to be that other thing. Um but even then, it's not better or worse. It's just a yeah, different- Yeah, better or worse in your opinion, sure. Yeah, it's a yep. different skill set or a different yep. tool set. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I don't know. We should think a little bit more about that. Heavy heavy episode today. Yeah. I would like to come back to that, uh, you know, how do you know- When you're making good work. Yeah. I put it in the show notes for next week already. Two steps ahead. Yeah. I'm like a ninja. I'm like Ed Harris and West. You're like a you're like a show note ninja. I didn't see that twist coming in the last episode. No, I had a theory about it, but I but I didn't expect it to actually come true. Hmm. And then it came true. Same thing with uh, I had a theory about this week's Game of Thrones, which came true as well. So I don't watch Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, it's all right. Character came back that I thought would come back. It was kind of exciting. Did the guy uh, that got his head chopped off come back? No. That would be that would be terrifying. That would not be exciting. That would be terrifying. Uh, what was that? Ned Stark. Is that who that was? Stark. Yeah. Although you yeah. just you just you just ruined it for everyone who hasn't watched episodes one through seven or something. Well, it's you know what is it like season forty two? If you haven't watched season one yet, sorry. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like that. By the way, I watched a documentary last week about Bill Evans, the piano player. Yeah, sure. And um, holy cow, it was sad. Um, just talking about him and his drug use and everything. Apparently in 1971 or something, he was arrested at JFK. They patted him down and found a syringe. They went through his stuff and he had like a big stash of heroin with him. Cause at the time Yikes. he was shooting up every 45 minutes. He was shooting up every 45 minutes. Yeah. 
Could you imagine? Um, never having shot up nor had the desire to shoot up. No, I can't imagine that. Oh, anyway, it was just, it was very depressing. Very, very depressing. Uh, not a super high end documentary called time remembered, but, uh, put a link in the show notes for those of you who are interested in such things. Um, but it was, um, if you're into jazz, it was fascinating hearing people talk about him and stuff. And it's uh three ninety nine or something to, to rent support, you know, independent people who are making stuff like this. I say, um, uh, but, but interesting. Yeah. Um, let's go to the group. Hey, it just started raining like crazy here. Crazy Ivan. Oh my God. I watched Humphrey October again the other day while I was cleaning up. God, good movie. It's a good movie. Every single scene in that movie is fantastic. Yeah. You excellent, with your uh, sidearm. Excellent hairpiece work on, on Sean Connery. Sean Connery. The Vilnius schoolmaster. Um, let's go to the, let's go to the group. The group. The group. Uh, Saturday at 7 p.m. Some of these are cool. Lawrence is cool. Mario Mirabile is cool. These are really cool. Mike Kukovica is just like driving along the road between Needles and Kingman. Ooh, that's the middle of nowhere. That's a rough drive. Uh, that is, uh, that, okay. That's not too far from where your father lived. That's where my dad lived. Yeah. But look, come on, look at the sky. Oh, no, no, no. That part of it's amazing. It's just if you need to go to a store and then you're like in the car for seven hours to get, right. to, get to the nearest whatever. Wait, where's uh, where's Needles? Mitch. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Birthday cheesecake. Happy birthday, Mitch. Happy birthday. Uh, Bobby Ellis's picture of the bear. Scary. Yeah. What's that about? I think he's hanging out with bears now. What Are you in the forest, Bobby? What are you doing? That'd be awesome if he was like, just as I was about to take the picture, this bear came along. Right. <laughs> yeah I, I was taking a picture of a flower and the bear ruined my shot thanks bear yeah 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 uh matthew stodden doing some drone work uh, cool. dr- drones interest you at all absolutely i would love to have a mavic pro if anybody wants to send me a mavic pro is that I would love uh, to the shoot kind of thing that's hard to get mavic pro no they're just like a grand and i don't want to spend a grand on a mavic so plus yeah. it could go zooming away and just disappear that would suck Oh, that would be the worst. Uh, Josh Eikenberry apparently got his hands on an RZ67 Pro 2. Like that. I used to have like one that. of those. Makes a very satisfying kerchunk. Hey, uh, uh, Josh, wipe the dust off of it before you take I a know, picture geez. next time. Jeez. Uh, Jim K, apparently a wedding. Uh, that's cute. Mark Farrington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Good. I, Todd, I like some I like of that. these. Todd Schick. Look at Todd Schick's photo. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of weddings, some friends of ours yeah. just got back from, from Greece and Paris. Uh, it was a family wedding in Greece. Okay. Not only were they just the most beautiful people I'd ever seen, uh, <laughs> but the location right on the water overlooking the sea, this just absolutely beautiful villa in Greece. Yeah. I mean, stunning, stunning photographs. <sighs> That'll do. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That totally works. Yeah. Um, good one. That was fun. I like yeah. some of these. I like Larry Shapiro's picture of just his legs and his thumbs up while watching football. Right. That's pretty good. I also like is- Peter Geyser's uh, vintage turntable. <clears throat> yeah. What's Andy Duncan doing here? Oh, he's listening to Ray Charles. Look at that. 
He's listening to Ray Charles. You can read the That's, record. Yeah. You oh, can see, you, on the side yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can see the sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yes, uh, I I I moved my head real fast. I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't know if I could, I could zoom I in on that in such a way the, that you could on the center uh, of the disc. <laughs> yeah. Hey, some people are like that. Um, let's uh, and then uh, what do you so have what, for this? Well, you came up with this. Uh, actually, I stole it from Tom and Michigan's list because it's pretty good. Electric. electric. I like Hashtag that. Hashtag electric. Electric youth. Take a picture right. of Debbie Gibson. Or it's Sorry. electric. Sorry, Deborah. Gibson or the electric slide. Did I ever tell you about my Debbie Gibson story? You met Debbie Gibson? Uh, no, but I, when I was in, so when I was in Boston, I used to know this woman named Lisa Beth LB who I worked with at a store and, um, she knew this guy, Ray. God, I don't know what his last name was. Ray Garcia. I think it was also look him up. And he was a, did you call uh, him Ray? Yes. What was I supposed to call him? I don't know. Okay. Ian. Uh, so this guy, Ray Garcia was in the touring company of rent. Nothing. Nice. Cute. Yeah. Uh, he was in the touring company of rent. All right. And he, uh, 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 was in Boston for a time. And so I was hanging, I hung out with him a little bit when I was in school and Ray was one of the dancers behind Debbie Gibson for a long time on stage. Ah, Okay. And he used to teach like some sort of dance class in town. And one day I was over there and he's like, yeah, just Debbie just dropped by into my dance class today. And he was showing me pictures. I was like, what? That's funny. Yeah. Your friends. Are, so she could either be really cool or I could see her being really insufferable. Uh, apparently she's pretty cool. Yeah. Good. So good. Good to good to know. Good to know. Um, so electric is electric. the uh, is the hashtag for this coming week. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, so photographer of the week this week, man, we keep, we keep going back to the FSA world, the 19, late thirties. Well, come on. I mean, it's, 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 it's great work. Yeah. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Is it, is it Vashon? I would, I would say Vashon. Yeah. Okay. John Vashon. Sounds uh, like a character from Les Mis. Jean Vashon. Jean Vashon. <laughs> One shot more. <laughs> another Let role, me another get destiny. My speed light out. <laughs> ah, that's so wrong. Um, American um, photographer, 1914, 1975, worked as a filing clerk for the FSA before uh, Roy Stryker recruited him to join a small group of photographers, including, you know, all the people we know, um, who were employed to publicize the conditions of rural poor in America, mm-hmm. uh, went out. And shot some absolutely beautiful color work in the early 40s, too. Man, this stuff from the 40s, even the stuff on his um, Wikipedia page. It's interesting, though. Like, okay, that that second picture of the doctor administering a typhoid vaccination. It almost looks like a strobe, doesn't it? Yeah. A flash of some kind. It's kind of weird. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Or it could be just bright sunlight coming in the window. Or or like a a bright (laughs) overhead light. Yeah, exactly. But it has such a sharp edge on it that it feels very, you know, singular. Um, I love the quality of the color in that photograph, though. Yeah, well, that's funny. The reason why uh, I I put him in here is that I got a text from uh, my friend Lily, who we used as a photographer of the week a few weeks ago. Uh, Lily Day Thorpe, remember we right, did Lily? right, yeah, I um, and she just wrote me saying. 
oh my God, like John Vachon's color. It's so good. You know, and I was, and I was, I went and looked, I hadn't seen any of this stuff. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, it's good. You know, and look, look at the rural school children one too. That one totally looks, it's gotta be a flash. Cause look how not lit the back is. You know yeah, what I mean? The, how the drop off is too sharp. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting that he's, just, oh my God, this, this, or uh, I wonder if it's one of like the big things, I mean, you know, the, the, the stuff that Winston Link would use to photograph the trains. I wonder if it was something like that. What did he use? What, what? Just like these big uh, here. Uh, oh, Winston. Oh my God. Look at that worker in carbon black. Holy cow. That guy. This is like just absolutely beautiful work from this period. Color too. Most of it, a lot of it rather, which here. is, uh, uh, I'm going to paste this into Skype. Okay. I will add this to the show notes. Oh, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like just like multi-bulb HMI type things or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just huge. Because the fall off, you're right. The fall off is really sharp on that. It can't be daylight. And look at the quality of the sun of the of the the ambient out the window. Right. Right. It's got to be flash. Yeah. 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 Big shadow on the right hand side. Yeah. Look. Look at the guy. Look at this guy of the carbon worker carbon black worker with the stuff on his face oh yeah he almost yeah. looks like he's just like a clown makeup yeah it looks like clown makeup it's like almost that crazy you know um wait what what's he got in his mouth what's that <clears throat> what are you zooming in cigarette yeah like a little hand rolled thing yeah like Old rolling school. his own Look at yeah that. lots of people do that it's weird uh that that picture that uh coupon gave me of uh of a Basquiat, he's he's got a hand rolled cigarette too. It's kind yeah. of interesting. Um, but uh, d- look at the uh, Great Depression photos. Files. Wordpress. Com. I put a link in the show notes here. Yeah, the American portraits. Um, That's good. Yeah, look at all this like black and white stuff. I mean, it's great. Man, the people. You know what's interesting about the 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 uh, depression is that even these guys who didn't have working on like bread lines are wearing hats and suits like their their cuffs are scuffed and their f- shoes have holes in them but they're wearing nice shoes you know right it's right just a whole different world right that uh people were living in a whole different world absolutely beautiful work uh that sequence of uh or this man and his family migrants from arkansas came to michigan to pick fruit there was a constant worry frost would kill the fruit and eliminate the need for pickers but just that that you know what is the one, two, the four, four, uh, four shot sequence of the guy sitting in the truck yeah. in that PDF. That's terrific. Yeah. 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 And man, people who are, there was also a vulnerability to people back in that day. I mean, people were, were acting strong, right. In the sense that they sort of migrant mother, you know, like I am mother of these children. I'm going to make it work at any cost. Mm-hmm. But ultimately there really is this sense of, all you know, it's it's the uh, um, uh, it, if 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 it's your last act, you know how 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 you how you fall is is very important. You know, right. um, it's sort of like I have nothing, so the one thing I do have is how I portray myself to the world, which a lot of the pictures from this time period have in in, in my experience. Uh, even like a few pages down, there's these traveling companions as two guy, two gentlemen, one who seems to have lost one of his legs uh, yep. as crutches. I mean, just look at the looks on their faces. You know, they're just like, they're gentlemen. Interesting. Yeah, interesting, interesting time. work. Yeah. Different time. Um, and look at the, uh, look at the Chicago pictures from 1941, <clears throat> the Mashable link. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so beautiful. Absolutely beautiful work. So I'm going to put yeah. links in the show notes for all this stuff. So you guys can go look at, uh, 
Yeah, that first shot with the side eye, the woman going up yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. stairs. Or the one, uh, two, two, third one down where the guy's kind of like walking low. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, right, right. It's cool stuff. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so go check out these links. Uh, John Vachon, uh, great, great photographer. And uh, yeah. Good choice. If uh, you want to get a hold of us, 347-687-9411. We'll leave us a voicemail. Podcast on takingpictures.com. Uh, Podcast? The, yeah. Should it be some, is that what I said? No. Or are you just? Yeah. No, I'm just. Okay. <laughs> I was just I'm emphasizing tired. it, Bill. Podcast. Uh, uh, Podca- at, podcast. At Bill Wadman at Jeffrey Sidoris. And uh, look out for Jeffrey's new site built on his new thing next week. <laughs> well, thanks, Bill. Check no, no, out no, Jeffrey's you, new site built on his, on his, new, on his thing. new thing. He's really good. New He's, site on his new platform on his uh, new template. Yeah. yeah on his new host. Letter.com. The book will be available this week. Yeah. Well, the, it, the ebook will be available this week. Yeah, well, have you decided what you're going to do about the book book? Uh, doing a Kickstarter. Oh, you Printer are. is okay. already lined up. How many How many do you have to print for it to be worth I it? I can print as many as I wish. Uh, the price just goes down the more that you print. Ah, okay. All right. Like everything else. Like everything else in life. You got you to gotta, you gotta buy 5,000 of them to get, you know. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm more excited than I have been in a long time. New t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Those good, are going to be good. good. Yep. Yep, T-shirts seven. Cool. I think seven new new designs to start, and we'll see where they go. Um, yeah, it's gonna be good. You should be, be fun. Like, six new designs. Are, are you happy with these six designs? I'm gonna bring in a seventh design. Right. Still think that's not enough? How about I'm gonna eight? give you a eighth design? Yeah. It's funny how this stuff, like the whole salesman thing. You and I should get better at the whole salesman thing. <laughs> Better implies that we're good, good at, at it, it at all. <laughs> Have any skills at all? Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, get a hold of us. We'll talk to you next week when we discuss. Uh, do you know when you're making good work? And, yes. Uh, do you? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I'm going to, have to think about that one a little bit. I think I'm going to go get a Five Guys burger for lunch. That sounds tasty. Good choice. With a, you know what I like now? They have the little fries, right? You don't have to get the medium fry. You can just get the little tiny fry. Yep. But they put enough fries in the bag to keep everything warm that it's more than enough fries for any man. Well, uh, not any man, well, but most men. You, you should go do that. I'm going to go do get, that. Get you a Five Guys burger. All right. Uh, Jeffrey, we'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. Have a good week, everyone. Going on and on the way we are for so Say what you wanna say I know what you will say We'll leave
try to